I figured I'd surprise mom, so I got off the plane and went and picked up a bunch of flowers. Hello, I'm here to see Peg Collison, Margaret. But the surprise was on me. Mother, what are you doing on the floor? I'm sorry. As I walked into her room, she was sitting on the floor in the middle of the doorway. Her legs were out in front of her, and she was supporting herself with her elbows, sort of like she was waiting for the band to start playing at an outdoor concert. Are you in any pain? Well, I was in pain before, you know. This is a bad knee. <laughs> a whole team of nurses crowded around her. What happened? How'd you fall? She didn't seem to be hurt. She was pretty confused about things. Her wheelchair and her walker were both about 10 feet from her, meaning that she must have scooted somehow on her behind across the floor for some distance. Were you walking without the walker? Uh, yeah, I, I remember this something going forward, and I remember letting out a yell, but nobody seemed to hear me. I guess it had been about six months since I'd seen Mom, and I knew she'd been having more and more problems, but I have to admit, I don't think I was quite prepared for this. We had another little accident. I was so shaken up, I dropped the flower vase that I was putting her flowers into, and it shattered all over the room, hundreds of pieces scattered about. The Collison family is wreaking havoc. Let me uh, see who I can get to clean that up. You wonder why I brought this microphone? Well, you brought it so I could talk into it. Mom's an old pro at talking into a tape recorder. She documented her move with her partner, Chaz, in the spring of 2000 from her home, where she lived for more than 30 years in San Mateo, California, to the university retirement community in Davis, California, near Sacramento. It was, by all accounts, a good move. I'm sitting in the ladderback chair, and I'm looking out the window at a fluffy white clouds and a blue sky. This was Mom about a week after she and Chaz had settled into their two-bedroom independent living apartment up on the fourth floor. It's nice to know that this is home now, and it feels like home. And we're very, very comfortable and happy that we've made this move. A lot has happened since Mom's good move, and sadly, much of it is not good. In 2003, Mom got breast cancer, And during her radiation treatments, Chaz, her partner of 10 years, who she got together with after my dad died, passed away. After that, she went into a pretty severe depression, and at the same time, her physical health eroded. A degenerative knee that her doctor, Jim Shebrol, says is probably the worst knee he's ever seen on any human being. And chronic lower back pain has her alternating between a walker on good days and a wheelchair most of the time. And then as I cared for her through time, Um, she started to slip into a dementia process, which, to our best um, guess, is an Alzheimer's-type process and likely progressive. So she's she's been in this prolonged run of just losses. When do the gains come? You know, and that's very difficult. Her most recent loss was having to give up that sunny, independent living apartment on the fourth floor. My brother Frank and I are packing up her smaller assisted living apartment on the second floor, which she lived in for just four or five weeks, and getting her settled into her room in skilled nursing, which is on the ground floor. I'm trying to be organized because that's the only way I can keep my sanity here. Excuse me. I feel very sad that she is each time losing more and more possessions. There's a play called the, um, what is it called? It's by Boris Vian. And in each act, this family flees to a higher and higher room in, the, in a building, and, and they have less and less until the final act is just the father left in a four-by-eight room. And uh, 
kind of mom's mom's space has diminished over the years and along with her health. To some residents here, the idea of skilled nursing is that it's, it's a place where one is sentenced to. It doesn't have real good memories for mom because it was where Chaz died. So I asked her how she feels about making it her new home. I think it's, as, as of now, it sounds like a practical idea. But I, I haven't thought things over or talked things over very much. The fact is, she doesn't like to be in skilled nursing at all, and I, I know that, and she doesn't really like to talk about it. Take it away. I can't do it. She asked me to turn the tape recorder off. I don't mean I can't do the move. I mean I can't voice my feelings. Off tape, she did talk more openly, and she talked about having things taken from her, things like her apartment, her car, her driving privileges, and really her independence. And she got teary-eyed and talked about feeling totally overwhelmed and powerless about all these things. And then she uh, raised the idea of, of moving in with my wife and me, and she said she would uh, clean our house and walk the dog and, and even talked about starting a little knitting or sewing shop. And you know, I actually wasn't sure if she was serious or not. Later on, she claimed she never made the house cleaning offer. There were times after we brought down all the belongings of hers that would fit into a room that mom seemed to be starting to accept this latest move. She'd hum along to Oscar Peterson on the boombox beside her bed. She would read poetry. She loves reading poetry. And she even invited her friends and fellow residents, Jim and Nancy Pollock, over to see what she called her new homey room. Come in and admire the decor. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm glad to see her in the acceptance mood of where she is. And I think that's very difficult for anybody, and especially for a very independent person like Pig. But she is coming around very well, I feel, in a healthy way. Happy New Year to the West Coast of the United States. But the whole time I was there, I kept thinking about this scene from Mom's Good Move, the series we produced together, and how Mom really hadn't been banking on living a life by herself. Well, it's the year 2000. Frank Sinatra. And Chaz and I are, have celebrated all evening long. And uh, it seems to be a good time to think about how we feel about that new year. I'm pretty excited about the idea of going into a new place and a new town. What about you? Well, it's going to mean a complete change in our lives. Now, you say complete change. Um, well, I, I know what you mean, but um, what do you think is still going to be the same? What will we still have? Each other, obviously. Happy New Year, my dear. <laughs> Happy New Year to you, love. <laughs> I really, I really think it's going to be great, as long as we're together. Well, I remember when I said that, and thought to myself that maybe that's a little reaching a little too far, knowing how his health was. But there, there are times when the past looks much more appealing than, than the present. She's a very bright lady. She can see the writing on the wall. And if you polled the nation and you put it out there, this is everybody's worst nightmare. Nobody wants to get old and frail and have 
and have their freedoms taken away. I mean, none of us want that. We want to live good, long, healthy lives, be independent, and then die really fast of something, hopefully in our sleep and painlessly. It's unfortunate, though, that it just doesn't always work out that way. So we're going to help cushion her fall, essentially. But I don't think that we can prevent it or stop it. I wish we could. Hi, sweetie. One of the people who is helping to cushion the fall is her good friend, Rick. Mm. Rick isn't a resident here. He's the husband of the minister at Mom's church. Mom calls him her adopted son, and she absolutely adores him. Oh, I was going to do a poem for you, wasn't I? Rick has been helping Mom try to come up with a title for this story. Mom's Good Move 2, the sequel. The sequel, that's... How about Mom's Scooter Move? After your little scooting around on the floor the other day. <laughs> That's one of the reasons that she always wants me around, I think, is because I can make her laugh no matter how bad she's feeling. Almost. Always can make her laugh. <laughs> Mom's good movement, maybe. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're speaking to somebody who is quizzed on that topic every morning in skilled nursing. You know, I said, oh, I'm going to have to be leaving soon, and... She said, well, you know, the thing I'm worried about is I don't know how to get home from here. And I said, well, honey, this, this is your home. This is your room here. And she said to me, oh, boy, you know, there, there I went again. Didn't realize where I was or who I was. As I head for home, I try to remind myself that Mom's actually pretty fortunate to be here, and we should all be really thankful about that. She has loving friends. She's in a, in a good place with uh, caring staff. But I have to say, it's, it's hard to feel okay about this latest move if Mom's not happy about it. I want to be happy, but I can't be happy till I make you happy too. A couple months later, Mom flew to Los Angeles for my brother's wedding. I thought it was a bad idea, but she really rose to the occasion. And she read this Longfellow poem during the ceremony. Kind hearts are the gardens. Kind thoughts are the roots. Since then, she's been like a new woman. Her mood and her outlook are much better, and her memory's really improved. It's hard to say just why. It could be a change in her medication, or it could be she's just come to terms with where she is now. All I know is we're just glad to have her back. Take care of your garden and keep out the weeds and fill it with sunshine, kind words, and kind deeds. 